Morning, everybody. It's time for the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on the Sports Hub 102.3 and BC Sports Radio. I am the Grand Marshal in the Parade of Ill. I am the original Dirty White Boy. My name is Freddie, and in my corner, to my left, I should say, we got Dirty Derek. How you doing today, Derek? Great, Freddie. How you doing? Over there, was floating around somewhere in left center field. <laughs> we have Backyard Billy from the Backyard Alehouse, I'm baby. In, I'm in the cloud. Awesome. <laughs> you are in the cloud. And over here, who do we find rolling around in the parking lot again, kicking around the dumpster? Our Polish um, our Polish guy here, my good friend Eddie. How you doing today, Ed? Great, Fred. Doing great. Ed's Time stopping by, yeah. having some craft beer on his way to take his daughter <laughs> for her driver's license test. That Whoa. is awesome. <laughs> See, I, I, walk in the, I walk in the door with a head, with my head stone, man. It's like there's nothing to it. I have nothing firing yet. None of the pistons are firing yet. And then one of my great friends, one of my entourage from this wonderful show throws me a, you know, Nice biscuit to gnaw on. Thanks, Ed. If, if you could see Ed's face right now, it's a, it's, it's a face of amusement, maybe some bewilderment, uh, fear. All right, guys. If you're sitting in a room with a bunch of other dudes and oh. you're all talking about your jobs and this, that, and the other, and you hear somebody in the craft beer world, what would be one of the most impressive things to hear about somebody for what they do for a living? I'm going to answer it for you. Oh. <laughs> Probably Brewmaster at Stone Brewery. And we have Mr. Mitch Steele, who does not play in typo negative, Ed. <laughs> and Derek hooked this all up again today. So when Ed came in and I grabbed him his headphones and he goes, good, because I want to hear Mitch today. I thought that was pretty cool because I had no clue what the hell was going on. <laughs> all right. So, Derek, tell us about this, how you got it all hooked up. Yeah, we got everything. We're, we're taking a look at Stone Brewing Company. And this is a brewery that really doesn't need an introduction. If you're listening to the show and aren't familiar, that you're probably not listening to the show. <laughs> so that's the end of that one. Um, but they're a brewery that's been around, you know, from the forefront of this whole crappy revolution. They've been there and they're still ahead of the curve in a lot of different ways. And we're going to talk to Mitch about the new breweries that they're opening up. And we have a new beer that's not even out yet we're going to talk to him about. And uh, so we have a whole bunch of stuff. But, you know, we're just really taking a look at another really great brewery that's widely available that's, uh, you know, here in America. Right. And everybody's excited about this beer. So um, I guess you better get going, Derek. Yeah. So uh, the first one we're working on now, this is going to (laughs) be, if you're listening, you're probably going to laugh a little bit this one. Trying to get this down, packed to said. Uh, Now, this is, Stone has something called the the Stochacity Project. Now, what this is, this is a Stochacity Hibiscusity. Let's see. I, I think well, I'm you did good. really good. good. Wow. I practiced a few times off air and it sounded like I was having a smiled stroke. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I think we're good. But uh, no, this is a, a Belgian, Mr. The, the Belgian style ale. Now, what this has is some, some hibiscus and a little bit of orange in it. And the hibiscus really comes through in the color. If you ever had hibiscus tea, uh, it's a nice, really, it's a nice, really relaxing tea. If you want to unwind <laughs> yeah. on a Friday night, is a nice hibiscus tea. The first thing I notice is the color. Yeah, that's what it really it just looks like. If you've ever made hibiscus tea, it has that hue. Hey, look at to that, Freddie. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> it's got it's got that little pinkish kind of hue. Yeah, uh, but it, it is you know, nice, and it comes through in the aroma too. You get a little. If you're familiar with the hibiscus, you get a little bit of that that uh, bitter type quality coming through. A little bit of sweetness, and then the orange peel kind of going with it. This is one if you're a big fan of. You know, the Belgian styles, it has a bit of tartness to it as well. I mean, it has a little bit of a, like a sour type character to it. Is there it. bread in there? 
I don't think there's Brett put into this one. I think he said Brett at first. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think there's Brett put into this. It's just uh, Belgian style. Da, 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 floor. No. It's just the, the, I think most of it really just comes through from the hibiscus. Wow. Because hibiscus tea has a bit of that really nice tart well, characteristic it does the, to it. And that's why I was wondering, because it yeah. does have a little, it reminds me of something that would have a little bit of bread in it. So yeah, even in the aroma, you kind of get that. Maybe it's something yeah. coming through. I don't know what yeast strain they use in this. But no, you get a lot of that coming through. Some of those funky, uh, those funky Belgium strains, you know, them Belgians, you know, they're (laughs) crazy. Them are Belgians. (laughs) (laughs) So you had this before, Ed? Yes, I have. Do you like it? Yeah, it's not bad. It's 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 a little bit on the sour side for me. Um, It's not sour. (laughs) Not sour enough for me. I love the sour (laughs) stuff. No, but they're not shooting for sour. No, so. they're not shooting for sour with yeah. this one. So, I mean, that, that kind of, I mean, I, I'm the same way. Like, I, I love a good sour. I think Ed just needs to find a good sour. That's what it is. <laughs> Maybe. That that's what it. it comes down to. That, that's well, we a style. Had a st- no. sour on in that's the wild. I want to start working on getting a sour show together because that'd be a whole whole other area with a lot of great stuff out there. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> it's one of those styles that's it's like so up and coming and, uh, you know, people that haven't had it and they hear sour beer kind of is like, no, oh, it doesn't. I mean, it's like, oh, do you want some sour milk? Like, people just have that <laughs> tendency to kind of turn yeah. their nose up and say, that doesn't sound appealing. But when you've had a good sour beer, especially that is a style of beer that if uh, if, if you're out there and you're trying to get your, maybe you're trying to get the missus who loves wine into beer, sours are the best way. You you get them a nice Rodenbach or, or anything that's, you know, widely available, you're going to start bringing them in. Well, you know, it's funny. We were just, uh, I was at a wedding uh, this past weekend, and then we went to the bar afterwards, and then we had a, you know, we had a Three Fountains, a a Goose, Mm -hmm. um, which has some sour flavors, and I gave it to our uh, business partner's wife, and she's not really much of a beer person at all. She ended up taking a (laughs) sip, and her mouth puckered up, but, you know, I said, take take another sip. Because sometimes the second or third sip is going to be much different than... Because the shock of the yeah, palate at first the, the, is kind of like, whoa, because you're not expecting, especially yeah. with that style, you're not expecting yeah. that dryness to kind of just, you know, like biting into like a really sour candy. Like you get that just drying quality within the within your mouth. I mean, this, this beer doesn't have that strong of a... This is, this is more in the aroma and a little subtle aftertaste of sourness. It's very subtle as yeah, a so good it's way not, to put it. If what we're talking about now, we're kind of branching out into something else. But that, that sour quality, is it really is, especially if you have someone that really likes a nice dry wine, like a Merlot or a Cabernet, something that's really dry, they're more acquiesced to that feeling in the mouth, that, that really drying quality that you get from some of these sour beers. And, you know, when you find one that you've had that you love, that's a total gateway. When you find a gateway beer for that style... That's a rabbit hole you go down, and it's... Uh, yeah, you chase it. Yeah. <laughs> and they're great, too, because you can hang on to them for a long time and age them and everything, and it's really nice. I know Stone's done some, like, sour ones before. A lot of the breweries, a lot of breweries have really done experimentations with it. The danger with introducing a sour beer into the brew house is it's really hard to clean up after, so a lot of them get very scared because when you bring in a Britannomyces, a Lactobacillus, any of these bacteria, uh, it can kind of remain on the brewing equipment for some time, and you wind up getting a sour IPA that you didn't want to be a sour yeah. IPA. Like you, you, it infects a lot of the beer, so you have to be very clean. That's why you see a lot of breweries actually have, you know, a sour brew house. Like they just they don't clean it; they leave it as it is. Like Cantillon's a, a very, very well known, familiar thing. If you look up photos of that brewery, you would they kind don't of clean. Yeah, you would be <laughs> kind of disgusted looking at it because there's cobwebs and there's just bacteria growing everywhere and open. Well, it's funny they, they on their on their little brochure when you walk through they have like cobwebs in yeah. the corner <laughs> saying like like 
we don't disturb the spiders. They're part of the natural <laughs> brewery ecosystem. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really what's imparting. It's a, you know with those kind of beers, what's imparting the flavors is you know wild yeasts that are just kind of blowing around, like blowing. And they'll, they'll have open windows. They want to capture all those things, and that's something that most breweries try to contain. They want yeah. everything sealed up. Nothing's blowing them because that will be what happens is you get something in your beer that makes it take off in a way that you don't want it to and take on these characteristics that... Mm. It's a cool approach. Yeah. Oh, it's it definitely... But you have to have a really good knowledge of what you're working with to, to really take on those types or of styles. Or only focus on that kind of yeah, style because that's focus, all you're yeah. going to get. Yeah. So, I mean, but this is a really nice... It, the, the hibiscus in this really gives it some of those nice qualities and the orange peel too gives it a little bit of bitterness. But, you know, it, it's nowhere near what we're talking about. So if you're getting put off by the sour thing, don't don't worry about it. <laughs> you can still try this one. But, I mean, it has, it, it, if you're a fan of sours, you still will find some things in this because it has some of those nice tart characteristics to it. But it has underlying, it's a really nice Belgian style, which is really what they were going for with this. It's just a really nice Belgian style ale. And it's tasty. It is. Very. Freddie's so quiet today. I'm, I'm just chilling out, You came man. in, you came in guns blazing. You were like, in the intro, you were like, well, I don't wanna, <laughs> you know, I don't want to interrupt the flow. I mean, you're talking about beers here. You got three guys that are drinking this beer here. One, before he takes his daughter for a driving test. <laughs> um, don't uh, do as I do. <laughs> I'm just hanging out here. I'm just listening to the flow. And I know people want to hear what you're talking about because it's good stuff. We have this great interview coming up. And I was just saving all my breath and all my energy to talk about this killer giveaway we have today as well. This is awesome. The Brewer's Apprentice. And uh, where'd you get this book, Derek? That's one. Uh, actually, it was co-authored by the Stone uh, nice. CEO, uh, Greg Cook. And it really takes a look at... All the craft breweries, like it's really cool because you get short stories and get there. Actually, sure. Mitch is interviewed in that book as nice. well. Nice, um, but you know, Vinny Chalertzo from Russian Rivers in there, Ken Grossman from Sierra Nevada, all the uh, Sam Calgioni from Dogfish Head, all the really well-known breweries. They have really close one-on-one intimate interviews with them, going through things, and it really is a good book to give you an understanding if you're a home brewer oh. of the process and what they went through and all these different things. And it's really well done. It's really nice laid out. But uh, had that one sitting around for a bit from the publisher and everything. That was, you know, this was. Apropos of today's show. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. And we got a t-shirt, one of the new ones. Yeah. yeah a little, little, little gnome, gnome shirt. From Backyard Ale House. That's going to be thrown into the mix. I am personally wearing the first one we gave away to one of our listeners. <laughs> nana, nana, boo, boo. Hey, you don't show up. You don't collect the prize. Hey, man. It, it ends up in Freddy's back. <laughs> it ends up on Freddy's closet. Drops on Freddy's back. So we got this brand new shirt. Is there a new design on it or is it just new color? Uh, just a new color. It's the awesome. same, uh, same uh, gnome yeah. backyard. House logo. It's very cool. Very cool. We have yeah. that, and we have this wonderful little Founders Breakfast Stout. All right. Billy brought in. Billy brought in for us. And and wow, we're still giving boy. away uh, Damn. all about beer magazine subscriptions too. So that's excellent gonna be too. So we got a lot going, going on. Backyard nice Ale House representing big time we gotta, this week. If I'm showing up, I got to show up. Like. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> got to throw down the gauntlet. Definitely. Definitely. Good stuff. I'm feeling good about this. It's going to be wonderful. We have this interview coming up in a little while. We're going to let you win this prize package. But if you're looking to build the perfect man cave, man, you want to do this up. You want to get set up. You're building a new house. Maybe you want a new kitchen. You want your own little flair. Um, 
You want somebody that could take what's in your head and put it in your house. That sounds good, Derek, doesn't there you it? Go. That's that's perfect. Take a walk through the showroom, sit down with David, tell them how they can get in touch with our good friends at Celtic Cabinetry and Millwork on Broad Street in Pittston. And give them a visit at the showroom. It's rear two zero five Broad Street, Pittston, Pennsylvania. Or give them a call. It's five seven zero six five four one four six one. Outstanding. We'll be back in a few minutes. Uh, we're gonna pay some bills. You're listening to the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here on Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. Have you been searching for the perfect engagement ring or an exquisite gift for a special occasion? Rainbow Jewelers is where you'll find it. Rainbow Jewelers, consistently voted the number one jeweler in the Wyoming Valley, has a large selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds, engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, and earrings. Rainbow Jewelers also has wedding bands, birthstone jewelry, mother's rings, all high quality at the best price. Plus, they sell citizen brand watches and offer jewelry repairs. Rainbow Jewelers. 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. It's my job to go down the list of all the great things about Beer Boys in Wilkesbury. Hmm, let's see. There's 72 beers on draft and the amazing selection of craft beers. And all-day, everyday features. What? Anyway, the food is amazing. So are the all-day, everyday features. Shh, I'm trying to concentrate. They have 39 TVs to catch all your favorite teams and the area's best patio. And the area's best all-day, everyday feature. Okay. Visit BeerBoysWB.com for a full list of those amazing all-day, everyday features. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Without us, you should be afraid of your Sally. Without us, our borders would go unprotected. These men and women are federal employees. They provide vital services for the American public. Without us, American lakes, streams, and rivers would be polluted. Without us, we would live in fear of a nuclear meltdown. Without us, your investments could be threatened by insider trading and fraud. Federal employees, they work for us. Go to theyworkforus.org. If you're looking to get cash for your broken and unwanted jewelry, go to a reputable jeweler who's been in business for a long time, not one that appeared because the price of gold went up. Bring your broken and unwanted jewelry to Rainbow Jewelers. They're professionals and deal directly with the refiner. Rainbow Jewelers will tell you what your gold's really worth and pay you what it's really worth. Rainbow Jewelers, 789 Wyoming Avenue, Kingston. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Back here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. 
Sports Hub 102.3 NBC Sports Radio. And guys, I didn't tell you this. You know what we're going to start doing next week? Uh-oh, what are we going to start doing? We're going to be throwing in gift certificates from Triple Six Tattoos, Main Street in Wilkes-Barre. My good friend Bruce Fairchild, they have over 20 years experience right there in Wilkes-Barre. Going to be giving away gift certificates here from our fine friends. And maybe we'll get, we're going to get Derek drunk one night and get him an Amstel light <laughs> tattoo on his chest. Ooh. He'd like that. I don't need to get drunk for that. That's yeah. <laughs> so triple six tattoos open six days a week. They're going to have some cool, uh, wonderful um, Black Friday ideas for you, for that person that loves body art in their life. Stop in and tell them you heard them on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here. And like I said, we're going to get a nice Paps Blue Ribbon tattoo on Derek's ass. <laughs> That'd be great. Where well, no I, I heard he was tattooed black from the waist down anyway. That's so. what I heard, too. <laughs> yeah, it was Samoan. I, 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 have a, I have a background. I was born Samoan. Um, <laughs> did the old ink and poke tattoo. at a tribesman just, you know, tack hammered into me. Yeah. <laughs> well... All right, we'll take care uh, of that. Samoan people. Oh, wait, here we go. Oh, there we go. All right, here's our call. I believe it is. I hope it is. Hope it's not one of those. I don't even want to give anybody any ideas. I'm not even going to say it. Let's see. Hello, Mr. Steele. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Outstanding. We have Mr. Mitch Steele from Stone Brewing Company, and he's going to talk about a lot of cool things with Mr. Dirty Derek here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Thank you, sir, for getting up this morning, and uh, maybe you're just coming in from last night. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour here in wonderful Northeast Pennsylvania. Derek, take over and speak to Mr. Steele. Yeah, thanks again, Mitch. I always have to feel like I need to give uh, an extra special thanks when you call him from the West Coast because I'm sure you're enjoying coffee, correct? Uh, you are right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, now, typically we do a little brief overview of the brewery, but I feel, we, we said it before, that you know if someone doesn't know who Stone Brewing Company is, they're probably not listening to us right now. So we'll kind of glance over that, and let's just get into the, uh, you know, I'll, let me give you my little personal history with Stone, since you guys are a brewery that... Uh, made me who I am and ruined me. <laughs> Put it that way. Okay. Years ago, years ago in my uh, past life, I used to play in bands and was touring a lot, managing, and did a lot of time on the West Coast. And when everybody would go to the you know store out there and get their $5.12 pack, I was out one night and I saw on the shelf a bottle of Arrogant Bastard. This was about you know 12 years ago, I'd say. So Arrogant Bastard, I've been told uh, that name is apropos of myself sometimes. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to grab some of this, see how it is. And I have never looked back. And uh, I have to say, Stone, is that you're... That you're, was your gateway beer. Yes, you, you have made me and ruined me. <laughs> ah, that's, you know what? That's a great story, and it's, it's, it's a story that we hear a lot. I, you know, my story wasn't a heck of a lot different, actually. I, you know, the first time I tried Arrogant Bastard, I was working for somebody else, and, uh, you know, the label caught my eye, and I'm like, I got to try that yeah. beer, and boom. You know, I became a Stone fan right then and there. If you have the slightest bit of ego, it's a beer that just grabs your name. <laughs> it just grabs yeah. you when you see it. <laughs> Well, I guess let's dive into the, the continual world domination that's going on with Stone. Since when uh, we set this up, you, you were actually over in, in Germany. So what what's going on? I mean, I guess, well, first, I guess, for people who don't know, uh, Stone's going to open up a brewery in, in Berlin. Um, so what's what's the status with all of that? Well, it, it's still kind of in, in planning phase. Uh, we're, we're hoping to get the brewery up and running uh, by the end of 2015, which is an aggressive timeline. <laughs> But right now, the, the site that, that Greg and Steve found is, is a beautiful 
beautiful property. It's um, it's landscaped. It's a, it's an old natural gas storage facility in South Berlin. It's in a beautiful neighborhood, and there are big brick building shells that are standing and in really good shape. And so, really, all we have to do is slide the brewery in, dig some drains, and uh, you know, and build the restaurant, which is going to be a big part of it as well. So right now we are just narrowing down our choices for brewing equipment suppliers and hope to get those contracts signed within the next couple of weeks. Uh, the equipment takes you know anywhere from nine to ten months to actually be delivered, so we got to get rolling on that. Uh, and then we're in heavy design phase with the layout of the brewery, the layout of the the bistro and gardens. We're going to do a similar theme to what we've done in California with the you know, with the gardens and bistro and really, really good local, locally sourced food and, and that kind of thing. So what, what size is the brewery looking to be once it's all, like, what are you planning for? I know it's going to change probably. but Yeah, it's going to, it changes daily, it seems like, but it's not going to be real big. I think that's the one thing that's going to, that's not going to change. It's going to be, I mean, it's, it, it depends on your perspective, of course, but this one, uh, you know, our breweries, uh, we have two brew houses in Escondido. Those are both 120 barrel brew houses. We're probably probably looking at half size of that, uh, you know, maybe 60, 70 barrel brew house in, in Berlin. Okay. So now I just spent some time in Germany. So now of, of all the places you could have gone, you know, Germans are very known for, uh, being traditional and pragmatic, let's say. <laughs> so mm-hmm. why, why Berlin with the, the aggressive beers that Stone's known for? That is a great question. Uh, I'm not sure I have the definitive answer on that, but uh, <clears throat> I can tell you a few things. Uh, first off, when we when we started this project, I know we looked at um, you know well over a hundred sites across Europe. So we weren't we didn't have our sights set on Germany. Uh, you know, in talking with Greg and Steve, I know they fell in love with this particular site when they saw it, um, and. And then the other thing, you know, Berlin, if, you know, Berlin's not like Munich. It's, it's a much more cosmopolitan city. It's got a lot of young people. Uh, a lot of kind of new things are, are happening in Germany. So it doesn't have that, that stuck in the tradition kind of mode that you might see in other parts of Germany. Uh, so, you know, but you're right. The, the beer scene there is still largely focused on on the German Helles and Hefeweizen and things like that, which are fine beers. But you know, after a while, you you tend to want some variety. And I think Greg, to be honest, I think Greg sees this as as a challenge, and he he loves this kind of a challenge. I mean, I think you know when when Stone started in 1996 in San Diego, really the only craft beer and bottles that was being sold was Sam Adams in Sierra Nevada, and and the, he, we couldn't get our beer anywhere. You know, we had to self distribute because no distributors would take it, and you know, so we went through we went through all that in San Diego. Maybe not to the extent that we're going to see in Germany, but I think I think Greg is embracing the challenge, and I think that was a big part of it as well. I know he didn't want to go to England, um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. You know, the food. The, the tax I'll, I'll, I'll say it for you, Mitch. It's the food styles of beers. Uh, and but also England has a lot of brewers that are doing a lot of different things. I know they get accused of being traditional, but that's not really the case anymore. There are a lot of really new, exciting brewers in mm-hmm. in England. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely a a, a change there. Um, all right, so let's let's bring it back home then now, because now you have another brewery that you're going to be opening up in Virginia. So now, what what are the? I'm, I'm assuming that's still in the planning stages because that was just announced. It is. It is in exactly the same place that we are with Berlin. Um, 
We're working with the uh, city of Virginia and some contractors on the building design right now, how the building's going to look, how it's going to be, um, you know, how it's going to be laid out, that kind of thing. We're, we're at the same place as far as selecting brewing equipment. The timeline is pretty much the same, which is scaring us to death. Um, but we're, we're going to go a much bigger brewery there. Uh, we're, we're looking at a 250-barrel brew house, which is double the size of the brew houses we have in Escondido. And so we're, we're looking to make this a pretty, pretty big major brewery. And, and so it's an exciting times. We, we spent a lot of time visiting some of the big brewers on the East Coast, big craft brewers, you know, Victory, um, Sierra Nevada, Dogfish Head. And we got a lot of great ideas about how to lay out a brewery, what worked for them, what didn't work for them. And they've, been, they've all been great in, in helping us try and figure out what we wanted to do with this facility. So now what, what is your involvement with both of these? Are you directly involved with picking everything out or, or are you going to be jumping back and forth once everything comes online? Yeah. So right now uh, we've got uh, an engineer and, and a brewing director who are doing most of the legwork as far as evaluating equipment. But I am weighing in at, at the point where they gather all the data and then we talk about it. And uh, I, I'm not going to have the final say because there are a lot of people that are involved. Steve Wagner is going to have a say. Pat Tiernan, our COO, is going to have a say. But uh, I, I am able to make recommendations on what I want for equipment based on the work that our, our project uh, team has done on this and the due diligence they've done. Um, once the breweries get up and running, I, I am going to put uh, a, a director of brewing operations in each facility, and we've already got one in Escondido, and they'll report to me. So I'm going to kind of oversee the the operations out of all the places, but I'm not going to move or anything. I'm going to still stay based out of Escondido. Now, you have some uh, uh, experience brewing for, you know, uh, major domestic brewers. So is that coming into play here? I mean, are you pulling from that experience to – take a craft brewer and bring it into, you know, multiple, you know, multiple brew points? Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's the one thing that, that Anheuser-Busch did very well was, was flavor consistency across, what, 12 or 13 different breweries they had in the United States. Uh, and, and so I got to experience that firsthand, the kind of things that, that the people in St. Louis looked at, uh, how they tasted the beer, how they compared the beer. And so we're going to be using some similar type systems. I'm, I'm kind of taking that. Our beers are different, so the approach is going to be a little bit different. But, you know, the idea of tasting the beer side by side and, and doing teleconferences with, uh, with the teams at all locations is going to be a critical part of how we evaluate this. And we're going through... Uh, you know, with the sizing of the brewery, the, the dimensions of the fermenters, the type of, of oil kettle we're going to get, all that is, is coming into play, you know, to try and make the beer consistent. Some people even say that it might even be more difficult to to get loggers more consistent across a wider variety of brew houses based on, um, you know, how light and, 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 you know, for lack of a better word, delicate they could be. Yeah, that's true. I, I, to some extent, I think, uh, you know, the lager is a, a tough one to brew, uh, at different locations just because you can't hide anything in a lager. You know, it's, it's just, if there's an inconsistency, it shows up right away. You know, with us, with our beers, one of the things that we've noted is, is that, uh, certain brands are a little bit harder to flavor match uh, for whatever reason, and we don't understand why yet. So we're th this is one of the things that we're focusing on this year before we try to start up uh, the breweries in other locations. But Arrogant Bastardale, for example, is a, is a really tough one 
to get the same every time. Stone IPA, we've we've got that one down. Uh, enjoy by changes a little bit every time, you know, and and it's not that we're changing the recipe. It's just that sometimes it comes out different. Well, we want to. We want to understand what the heck is going on with those beers before we before we start brewing in these other locations. So now, are you going to use these locations as a way to get free travel? Saying, "Oh, you know, I got a sample over here in Germany." <laughs> are you <gonna> Absolutely, just... <laughs> I would do the same. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's it's it's. I like the East Coast. I spent seven years in, uh, in New England, and I just I love the East Coast. So I'm excited as can be about Virginia and being able to go there four or five times a year. And, and you know, to be honest, yeah, you know, we do a lot of events and, and support work with our, our sales team that are out in various locations in the country. And if I can get to one of those locations a lot easier from Richmond, I will certainly tack that onto the trip and make, make that happen. Well, we, we've we've been enjoying now. So I guess we'll talk about the uh, Stochastity Project, the Master of Disguise. Is this out yet or not yet? I think it comes out. Uh, if I think it came out last Monday, actually. Okay. So what, what can you tell us about this? I mean, it's a very. I guess I'll, I'll explain since we're radio and people can't see. This is a golden stout. You heard me correctly. It is a golden stout. So what, what can you tell us about this, Mitch? Because this is impressive. Well, it's a um, it's a it's a beer that started off as a joke for us. Uh, back in 2007, we brewed a black IPA, and a lot of people in Stone had never heard of a black IPA before. You know, most of them had been brewed on the East Coast, and so you know that that raised some eyebrows and got some people joking. And, and um, our facilities manager, maintenance manager at the time, made the joke. He goes, "Well, what's next for us? A golden stout?" You know, and we all had a good laugh about that. And then. Uh, um, a few years later, Greg and James Watt from BrewDog put, uh, cooked up an April Fool's joke about a golden stout, and uh, that was posted on the Internet and everything. And um, But really, you know, the impetus of this beer, so I always kind of said, wow, that'd be really cool if we could pull that off. How would we do that? Um, and last year we did a collaboration beer with uh, with a group of um, home brewers who were trying to start up a brewery in Chicago, and then two brothers brewery in Chicago, and it was called Dayman Coffee IPA. Oh, I love that one. Love that. I did too. Beer. And you know what? I was very skeptical of that beer going in because this was a beer that Greg had judged at a homebrew contest in Chicago, and it won the contest. And I was like, really? How how is this gonna, not going to be a train wreck? And then we tasted the beer, and I was like, oh my. God, this really worked, and um, and and so I, in the light of that, I was, I, you know, it kind of got my mind thinking about this golden stout idea and how we might be able to, you know, kind of achieve some of those roasted characters in a light-colored beer without using dark malts. And you know, when we settled on using some coffee and some some cocoa in the beer, and you know, this beer has a lot of coffee flavor in it. it mm -hmm. It's uh, it's got a lot of roast character, and then as it warms up on the back end, I get a lot of lot of the cocoa that we added in the brew house. So it's kind of a fun beer. You know, it's a, it's it's a coffee beer. It's pale. It, it's got a lot of really neat things going on. It's you know, it's ageable and it's it's just good fun. It has a it has a good mouthfeel to it. It does remind me, you know, you know, of a of a of a mouthfeel that you would get from a stout. You know, it's it's remarkable. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You know, we, what we tried to do, we used some malts there to give the beer some extra body and 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 some smoothness, and and that was kind of the goal there was to make it from a you know if you were drinking it and you couldn't tell what color it was, you'd think it was a dark beer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Yeah, you definitely get a lot of the coffee coming through, which I have no problem with that. It makes it even better for drinking right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, <it's> perfect. <laughs> 
No, I think, I think that's that's. Anybody else have any questions for? Oh, we got him on the phone. I got nothing. Matt, well, thank you, Mitch. Thank you so much. I mean, this has been great, and it's been an yep. honor, and, and I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks a lot for having me on. This has been fun. And we look forward to having you on again, Mitch. Uh, Thank you once again on behalf of everybody. And there you heard it from our main brewmaster out at um, Stone Brewing Company. Derek, great hookup. You learned a lot about what this company is going to be doing and their operations. He was very good at letting you know how he goes about getting what he needs to make his beer and uh, who he has to go to. So it's pretty cool. It's funny how the butt of a joke becomes yeah. like it was yeah. a great yeah. beer. Yeah, <laughs> it was a joke, and then what? An April Fool's joke yeah. inspired it. Even reminded more. me of like how Led Zeppelin got their name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. true that. We all know that. All right, we're gonna take a break and regroup. I'm sure Derek wants to pour some more beer here, and I definitely know Billy and Ed want to drink some. So let's do that <laughs> let's up. Do and it. you know what? I think right now at this moment, I'm feeling good. I want to give away this wonderful prize package that we have. The telephone number is one. 855 Thank you very much for that writing utensil. Give us a blast on the telephone, and you can win this fabulous prize package that we have concocted for you fine listeners today on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. This is the sound of a wintry morning run. And that's someone digging his new ski gear from REI. At REI, we all love the sounds of the outdoors. And we also know you like the sound of a good deal, like the kind you'll find at the REI pre-holiday sale. Save up to 30% on the best in outdoor gifts. Plus, enjoy free shipping. The REI pre-holiday sale, now through November 23rd. Wearing glasses with Crizal no-glare lenses can make a big difference in your vision because neither scratching desert sands nor the waves of a raging river can keep your lenses from giving you the clearest vision possible. For superior scratch, water, dust, glare, and smudge resistance, choose Crizal. And Crizal has an ESPF of 25 to protect your eyes from the damaging rays of the sun. Crizal, live life in the clear. Ask for them at your eye care professional or learn more at Crizal.com. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037 so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. It's my job to go down the list of all the great things about Beer Boys in Wilkesbury. Hmm, let's see. There's 72 beers on draft and the amazing selection of craft beers. And all-day, everyday features. What? Anyway, the food is amazing. So are the all-day, everyday features. Shh, I'm trying to concentrate. They have 39 TVs to catch all your favorite teams and the area's best patio. And the area's best all-day, everyday feature. Okay. Visit BeerBoysWB.com for a full list of those amazing all-day, everyday features. 
Would you let other people order for you? He'll have the Samoldianese. No, I won't. So why let others make decisions about your older years? Do you want your kids or perfect strangers choosing where you'll live or how your money gets spent? Uh, no. Go to longtermcare.gov and find your own path forward. It takes you step-by-step step through everything you need to consider about aging and all your options. Longtermcare.gov. Plan now to stay in charge or pay later. How about a mohawk? <laughs> Very funny. Right, man, this is how we like it flowing freely. Beer Geeks Radio Hour on this Saturday morning. Definitely, definitely, it is getting a lot like winter. I should say, we're feeling the fall now. Boys, what do you think about this weather? Love it. Oh. I know. I'm a fan of it too. What about you, Eddie? Great hunting weather. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It is. Well, definitely. <laughs> I don't like my can... heating bill. I'm just going to say that. Okay, that's a good point, man. Everybody's afraid of their heating bill. I understand that, but it feels nice out there. That's just good stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't mind. The, f the first snow is always the Ooh. nicest. Then after that, when you have to drive in it more, then you start to hate it. Guys. I hate, I hate it in January after the holidays. <sighs> yeah. yeah. That's, yeah that's true. I hate it all together. Up until. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> do, you have, do you have heavy snow removal, Billy? Backyard Billy? Heavy snow removal? <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a personal problem. No, man. I mean, like at your house, the business. Well, is it yeah, a pain in the ass? It, it, it definitely is. Um, you know, I live in Scranton. Right. So, uh, you know, I have like 500 feet of sidewalk, it seems like, to right. shovel right. and, you know, all the, the parking spots out back. Right. So it is, a, it is a pain in the arse. So when you hear there's going to be a foot and a half of snow, <laughs> you sigh. You're not like, all right. Yeah, I sigh. Okay, I just wanted to know. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, you know, I used to ski. I don't ski, so, you know, you you, you take, uh, I mean, you got to, you live in Northeast PA, yeah. so you got to do oh, yeah. what I expected. Definitely. So what do you have going on now at the Backyard Alehouse today? <laughs> we have a cornhole tournament. <laughs> All right, good. For the Boys and Girls Club. Of, All right. Uh, All right. Scranton. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys. <laughs> I mean, you could go so many different. No. <laughs> you guys are laughing. I'm just trying to promote one of the sponsors. <laughs> no, this is a know, serious thing. Actually, I think all the all the all the teams are filled up, but we're going to be tossing the beanbag into the the cornholes. You know, shooting for the cornhole all day. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a good Saturday when you can shoot the cornholes. You know, that's, that's a good Saturday. Hey, man, you guys keep rolling all this stuff stuff off. The Polak's going to pop a spring in the corner. Right? He's having a good time, man. That's uh, what I like to hear. Well, it's, it beats uh, beats right. horseshoes. I know we can't do horseshoes to people. We probably That's a lawsuit waiting to happen, so cornhole is probably the best way to... Safest way to go. Nothing like sitting there eating a Caesar salad and then have this like 14 pound quake <laughs> just come shatter the table setting. Wouldn't it be great? Uh, well, you know, there's sometimes I wish we did have like a, a rural facility to right. to be able to, you know, do donuts in the parking lot. Yeah, and, that would be know, cool. That like would a mud be cool. bog out back, you know. Well, we'll have to see if the financial situation in, down, in Scranton gets any di more dire. Maybe they will lease you out part of that area. Between the police station and the building you're Why located not? in, located in, wow, a downtown Scranton <laughs> Crasham Derby. Oh my God! Isn't that amazing. Isn't that every day in Scranton, it's genius. Isn't that one of the greatest ideas you've ever heard? It's genius. A derby, a Crasham <laughs> Derby, right 
at the backyard ale house. Why not? That's we live. Awesome. I mean, it is it is apropos for speaking Northeast of lawsuits here, right? waiting to happen. Yeah, your yeah. Band, your <laughs> band can play, Billy. Your band can play. That'd be awesome. Oh, the Chuggers. Oh God, Chuggers. It'd be awesome. Speaking yeah. of Chuggers, we have now moved on. Yes, we're we're now we've cracked open. This is Ed's. Ed's very happy down the end line. Oh yeah, very this happy. is uh, the new Stone Enjoy by. Now this is Enjoy by twelve five fourteen. So for those who aren't good with the uh, transition from numerals to months, that's December fifth. This is Enjoy by. Now this is one they've been doing for a couple of years now. They've been rolling out the Enjoy bys, and what the whole idea is though, they'll brew it, bottle it, and get it out the door, and it's supposed to be enjoyed by. That's stamped on the label because they want it within ninety days. Like they want it at the utmost. Freshness. So, I mean, as soon as this hits the shelves, a lot of times you see these just disappear as soon as they come out. Um, well, I think what, what's nice with this, like last week we had Lagunitas with the, the newborn yesterday. That's like a new project that they're unveiling and, and rolling out. Like this is one that's been out. You can get this at a lot of the areas. Is this one starting to just hit shelves now? Um, but, I mean, you can find the Enjoy, but you can find it at Backyard Ale. Yep. You can find it at a lot of the bottle shops around here. You can find it at Cooper's and Scranton. All the places you find craft beer, you can find all of these, which is really nice to find this really fresh hoppy IPA. Now, this is one that if you love IPA, if you're not familiar with IPAs and you're not kind of on the fence about the style, I would kind of avoid this one for a little bit because this is a very hoppy one. This is one that people, this rivals some of the best, most sought after IPAs. It's delicious. Yeah. It, it's, it really is. And every time it comes out, like I love grabbing them and just enjoying them because they are just, it's super fresh. You get a lot of that dankness coming through because it's just so fresh. Dank. And uh, you, get, you get like some of that grapefruit punch from it. You get pine. You get all of those really vibrant hop aromas and flavors just coming through. And it's 9.4%, so it's one you have to respect a little bit. Am I getting blistered again today or what? <laughs> no, uh, what, what did you say? For, for sh- no, schnockered, that's what it was. <laughs> schnookered? Schnookered, that's what it was. getting schnookered. You're getting schnookered. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, didn't, I never heard that used. <laughs> that's why it took me a little bit to remember what it right. was. <laughs> But no, this is snuckered. this is this is a super. If if you are a fan of IPAs, I'm sure you've already had this one. Um, but there is another one coming out, the twelve five. So you'll you'll start seeing that one if it's not already hitting shelves. I mean, this is just coming into the market now and going right out. And uh, I mean, that's the whole thing with the, the the difficulty when you're doing these types of really fresh, vibrant IPAs is you have to be very much just a logistics stickler because you want them to be super fresh. So you have to work with everybody. Like, look, as soon as you get this. You need to turn around and get it out the door. I don't want this sitting in your warehouse waiting for someone. Like, the whole point of this is to get this on the shelves for consumers to, to drink as quick as possible because that's the whole intent behind this, and that's why you see it. If you've seen these bottles, it's stamped very large right on the front of the bottle, the enjoy buy and the date. It's not like the, the sell-by date or, or the numerics that you have to go to the brewery's website and type in to see when it was brewed. They want you to see this is when you should have this buy for the utmost flavor. Now, if you're going to have this on 12.6, is it going to be skunked? No. But the the whole idea behind this is that they want this to be hoppy. You want to taste the hops, and that's the whole point behind this, is to have it be a super hoppy IPA, because that's what Stone loves to do. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the best way to put it. it would also be it's it's the it's the point at which the hop flavor degrades yeah. to the point that passed where they intended it to be. Yeah, and they they, they they're going at ninety days because that's the standard, like you know where hops start to really drop out. So that's why it's at set at ninety days. It wasn't they just threw a dart and said, eh, 
Screw it. Yeah, let's we'll go, just go for to 90. Yeah, we'll do this. <laughs> you see? Yeah. But they, they, they go for that to just, they want that to be enjoyed so that you can have the hop flavor. It doesn't mean it skunks immediately after or like, oh, well, now it's garbage. Like, no, it's just, it's not going to be the freshness of the hops. Because as we talked, you know, when we had the, you know, Patrick Dawson with the vintage beer, hops is the first thing to drop out of a beer. That's the first flavor profile of the beers. It's going to start to really dissipate and fall away as the beer sits on the shelf for a little bit. So, I mean, that's why they want to have this is because the whole idea behind it is to have a super fresh, hoppy IPA. Because it's an IPA. And everybody's digging that right now, right, Derek? Oh, absolutely. Outstanding. Well, you know what happened? No one called us back. No one called in. Sure. You don't want this killer prize package. You don't want this killer book. You don't want the six this months a, I, I will throw it out there. This is a book that you, <clears throat> if you have any love of brewing whatsoever, I, I have a copy of this book myself. It's a great book with a ton of information. And you're going to get all about beer subscription. You're going to get a monthly subscription. You're going to get this magazine repeatedly shoved down your throat full of good it's like information. It's the jelly of the month club. <laughs> <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. And I don't want to have to keep this shirt, too, from the backyard. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Cousin Eddie. <laughs> hey, it was full. This is awesome. Billy, Billy hooking us up big oh, time Oh, we're getting here. a call now. Call number nine. Well, that. they're going to have to wait. No, and it is. Act, there is no jelly of the month club. I have there to is say. no jelly of the month club. I have researched and researched. <laughs> We're going to clean glasses, find a winner here on the telephone, 855-777-1023. This is Deep Purple Perfect Strangers. Ooh, Let's beer geeks. Up.
All right, we finally had our winner, Todd something or another long... Josh. Josh. <laughs> Josh, long Polish name. <laughs> Macarazoo. That was, that was Ed in disguise. I should have Eddie read it for me. I don't... <laughs> I can't roll right off my tongue. I know it will. <laughs> Big time. Oh, oh, listen to everybody enjoying. Yeah, we're, we're starting. This is where we uh, completely derail. Let's uh, see. We've had a. Uh, we've had nine. That was 9.4. Before that, the Master Disguise was 9.7. 9. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Hibiscus City, I think, was was the lowest. That was like 8 something, I believe. Oh, awesome. Eight something. It was only 8 something. Now oh, this to, one's only 11 and a half. This is, this oh. is 11. This is. Uh, <laughs> this is no, we're out. We're, we've cracked open the, the double bastard because, you know, just like when you tune in each week for our show. One bastard sometimes is not enough, so they have double bastard. <laughs> One bastard is absolutely. <laughs> Let that sink in. <laughs> but, Listen uh, to you guys. Oh, uh, good. This is, uh, you know, for those who are familiar with the arrogant bastard, you know, that's the 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 beer that Stone really has a strong name oh. with. Um, it's the one we were talking. I was talking to Ed before the show started. Like Stone is very willing. Like Mitch has put out all of the recipes for pretty much almost every beer they've ever done. They have no problem saying, "Here you go. Here's the recipe. Brew it yourself." I don't care. Try it. And the only one they have in is Arrogant Bastard. They just refuse to do that. And and it's funny because you see people getting like, "Why won't you give us the?" They've given out hundreds of recipes, but because one beer they won't give out, people are you know poo pooing on them. And it's like, you know what? It, is, it makes it more enjoyable and more fun because even Mitch said, like, they're having problems replicating that in new breweries. Like, that's not an easy beer to brew to begin with. So I wouldn't want to give out the recipe to somebody because who knows how bad they're going to screw that up at home if they're having issues. Well, I wouldn't want someone making yeah. it. It's interesting because they actually, they moved to their new location maybe, what, four or five years ago. Yeah. They yeah. were they were in uh, San Marcos, if, if I remember. I believe. I, I believe it was San Marcos, yeah. Well, that's where the the now the pizza port yeah. in Lost Abbey Brewery is is at their old location. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. They're they're very. What's great with Stone is like they're very willing to give back to the community. And Mitch even said how they started self distributing. That self distributing turned into them helping other breweries like Lost Abbey and P. They distribute for them out in California. There are the distributors for a lot of up and coming breweries. They show the love. Yeah, they they just they keep helping the thing grow, and that's what's great. Um, so what we're having now, now if you're familiar with Arrogant Bastard, you know how aggressive those flavors can be for people who aren't accustomed to it. Double that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what you're going to really get with this little <coughs> bastard. That, that's the whole idea behind it is just it's a stronger, more aggressive version of Arrogant Bastard, and it really comes through. It, it's very dry, but it has a really strong backbone of malt. But it has a lot of those, those hop flavors coming through. It's, it's technically classified as an American strong ale, it's really one of those few beers that when you drink, it's kind of hard to to pinpoint down like what it is. Like if you were to say this is what I, like American Strong Ale, okay, high ABV, you get that. But within this, there's just so much complexities that it's kind of hard to pin down what this style is as a beer. If you're I love the fact that it's non yeah. it's non describable, and that's what's great. Like the, the, even Arrogant Bastard They're pushing itself, the envelope. Even Arrogant Bastard itself is a beer that's kind of hard to describe, and they've built a brewery on that. Like, that's, in and of itself, phenomenal. Ooh. <coughs> Man, a little gas out there. Blow off. <laughs> feeling better? Well, that wasn't me. Why are you looking? It was there. Was it? Oh, feeling better? <laughs> I can only see you guys from the eyes up. <laughs> no, this is great. Cause it has the, the pine coming through, but it has a really nice, sweet malt backbone. 
but it's very dry. Um, it's just this is one of those ones I look forward to where they come out every year. Like I love when Double Bastard comes it, out. I mean, it's almost like they took um, you know, a beer that's um like a like a barley wine. Mm-hmm. And they smashed it together with yeah. like a hoppy beer. Yeah, but with a, with a, because it has that strong malt backbone of a yeah, barley wine. Very strong, yeah. But without when you get a fresh barley wine, the hops are super super aggressive, and it kind of puts people off. Yeah, this has that. It's almost like a perfectly aged barley wine. There we go. Maybe that it, it, that, it has maybe, that because yeah. it has the hop characteristic, but the malt is still there, but it's not overwhelmed it yet because that's. When you have a barley wine, as it ages out and the hops drop away, you get a lot more of that malt complexity coming through, which is nice, but the hops drop away, and it's finding that perfect balance. And within this, you kind of have that really nice, perfect balance of a strong malt backbone, but the hops are still there, and it's strong it's not... What's nice, backbone, <laughs> what's, what's nice with this? <laughs> strong malt backbone. I have to go with it, man. <laughs> Boy, that's a new chugger tune. <laughs> All right. Strong I'll be calling for my commission. Backbone, bone, strong, malt, backbone, <laughs> But you have, what's nice with this is the hop choices that they have within this doesn't make it too, because uh, like sometimes with a lot of the new hop varieties, a lot of them tend towards, you know, the grapefruit, <laughs> which is really nice in an IPA, but you kind of have to be difficult when you're throwing that in the mix with the other ones. This is a little bit more of a pine kind of note mm-hmm. coming through. The, 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 the citrus is there in the background. But it, slightly, I, yeah. I think if you threw too much citrus into this, it would be a little off-putting yeah, with, with weird. the beer. Yeah, because it'd be too citrusy sweet, which I'm never a, a fan of when something's like really citrus and sweet. Some people are. I, I won't. You know. No, but I, I think of it different. as clean finishing. This isn't. This isn't. This. This is something that that lingers on the palate. It's yeah. not. It's not a. It's not like you know. It's and there's not, no heat. That's the one thing too. Like I, yeah, I no. love when when I love and I hate when I get a beer that's double digits and there's there's no alcohol heat. Oh, it's. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but this this is another one. I, I will not say that there is a bad beer that we have had today. Everyone, Stone is awesome. Stone yeah. is is one of. You know, as I said to Mitch, like that is a brewery that got me into all of this. It made me realize like there is more to you, this. It made you realize you're a man. Yes, that that's <laughs> that's that's this when my like testicles affirm- descended. <laughs> that was like affirmation of like yeah. yes. I, I drank that and said, "You see this? You see this?" <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was out west, and the same thing happened to me with uh, with Lost Coast Brewery. They're downtown Brown. Yep. They had a brown ale that I yep. was like. <laughs> Man, that beer. I mean, the downtown brown is like <laughs> just the name itself. Just the like, name. I gotta try like, that. Downtown brown. <laughs> that was my beer that like put me over the edge. There's so much out west. Like, that's where it was all at when we were first getting into this. <laughs> downtown. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. On that note, I gotta stop right now because we have less than a minute before everybody throws me out of here. All right, here's the deal. Thank you very much for being here, guys. This was great. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Great. Had a winner. Mitch Steele was fabulous. Thank you once again. Another fabulous giveaway, De- uh, Derek, and another fabulous interview you set up here on the Beer Geeks Radio Hour. Kudos to you, my friend. Yeah, next oh. week, we have Saucony Creek. We'll throw that out there. Local, you know, semi-local PA brewery. Saucony Creek's going to be here. Lindy, the owner's going to be calling in. And, awesome. Uh, we'll be doing good. All right. On behalf on everybody here, I'm Fast Freddy. Consider you guys all dealt with on this psychotic Saturday morning. Enjoy the rest of your day.